Well, kia ora, everyone, and welcome along to Seeds Podcast. I was at an event recently, and Louisa Taylor was sharing how lawyers can sometimes be roadblocks to innovation, and it got me really thinking. So I went up to her afterwards and decided to collaborate with her on an article because I thought that would be a proactive way to learn more about her perspective. So the article appeared in Stuff on June 18th, 2021, and it's called How Agile Contracts Can Promote Project Innovation, and I'm just going to read it to you. New innovation is all around us. Taxis are being replaced by Ubers and Zoomies, and hotels are competing to stay relevant in a world where everyone's spare room is now for rent on a website. As the way we do business, interact online, and use our time shifts, many opportunities can result. Yet companies setting out to achieve groundbreaking innovation and resulting market traction rarely jump straight to the final jackpot idea. Instead, the ideas and technology are developed incrementally through trial and error, testing and validating with small groups of users. Users will often ask questions, react in unexpected ways, and as a result, innovators will proactively adjust their offering to reflect what they learn along the way. Many software projects in particular will evolve over time, and that's a good thing and gives the best end product. Agile ways of working like Scrum and Kanban have helped evolve project management practices to allow for flexibility. Agile is commonly used in the tech world for development of software projects. It's been around as a concept for 50 years and is well summarized by these statements from the Agile Manifesto. First, individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Second, working software over comprehensive documentation. Third, customer collaboration over contract negotiation. And fourth, responding to change over following a plan. What hasn't been able to keep up is the style of contracts that lawyers are putting forward to manage this type of work. Is it that technology companies are just not taking their lawyers along on their journey and asking them to respond to these new ways of working? Or the law professional is finding it hard to adjust to contracting for uncertainty? Lawyers generally like certainty. They like that 2 plus 2 equals 4. They're trained at law school to think in black and white and be clear and logical. But what about where uncertainty is a key part of how the project will run? What about where collaboration is required to develop a solution and the solution is hard to define before it's developed? In those situations, lawyers can be barriers to the innovation needed by trying to define too tightly key aspects like timing, deliverables, costs, and penalties. This can strangle the innovation needed, burst through the dynamic circumstances which uncertainty introduces to collaborate, partner, and work together to find the right solution. The project management triangle tells us we can trade three constraints, adjusting the deadline, the scope, or cost, to change the quality of work. However, instead of allowing the flexibility, the common project-based contracts in use in New Zealand almost certainly fixes them all. We've seen this over and over. IT projects to deliver software which literally overrun every single specification and milestone in the original contract, resulting in frustration, claims, and far increased costs for each side. Sometimes the fact that an early deliverable is defined as a milestone means a team works to meet it quickly, but as a result doesn't consider the flow-on impacts to a later stage of the project, which will mean it has to be revisited later at a much higher cost than getting it right from the start. Practically speaking, running an agile project feels a lot like the difference between driving a train to a destination compared with sailing a sailboat. There needs to be more flexibility in the route and responding to things that are experienced or discovered along the way. Instead of fixing the deadline, scope, and budget, the outcomes are described in high-level language and more effort is put into designing a collaborative relationship, the decision-making cadence and deep-level involvement required from the client. 
The client who is taking the risk becomes central to regular decision-making and assessment of work as it is delivered incrementally. Decisions are made early on if the quality of the outcome is simply a proof of concept, a prototype, or the start of a full production system. People often go to lawyers hoping for a template that can be rolled out. In fact, a good lawyer will think about the overall context and design a solution with the client. To do this well, one option they should become more aware of and open to is this idea of agile contracts. This can help establish the right dialogue and collaborative foundation required for innovation rather than setting a client up for frustration by erecting a roadblock, which is a contract that is not flexible enough. Innovation awaits, but needs the conditions to thrive that an agile contract can provide. If more people talk more deeply about these topics, it will help ensure that both lawyers, their clients, and customers are happy with how innovation is given the right conditions to thrive. And the byline for this is Stephen Moe is a partner at Perryfield Lawyers, and Louisa Taylor is director of Periscope Consulting. So I hope you enjoyed hearing that article. I know for many of you, I am the voice of Seeds Podcast, but I am actually a lawyer working on innovative ways of approaching contracts. So I really had fun writing this. And a big shout out to Louisa. We definitely couldn't have written it without each other. And it'll be interesting to watch this whole sector develop more and more. Until next time. Mm -hmm.